Thank you for listening to Interview with DJ Nocturna. I'm speaking to a Depeche Mode tribute band called Strange Love, the Depeche Mode Experience. I got some of the guys here. This is not, there's somebody missing, right? Or is, there, is everybody here? There is an ancillary guy who plays drums with us. Um, oh, okay. He's a, comes to some of the shows when we can afford oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, oh, yeah. He, he had a better offer, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, like I was mentioning, you know, I, I, I listen to you guys and I'm like, wow, I'm like, I, I would go to the show. I totally love it. I mean, I was just like, wow, Depeche Mode, you know, thank you for joining me. Um, thank you, Julian, for organizing the interview. Most uh, can you guys just go around the room and just introduce yourself and um, the instrument you play and the persona you, you present? I know you all have that. I don't, I don't know if it's the right word, persona or the. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. good. Good. Okay. Should we start with um, All right. Leo? Hey, Leo yeah. vocals. <laughs> I'm Leo Lugansky. I'm doing vocals as Ultra Dave, Dave Gond. Oh, cool. I'm Julian Shartela. I play Oscar Wilder as Alan Wilder. Awesome. He plays keyboards. Keyboards. Synthesizers and samples. Beats on things. Uh, I am Brent Meyer. I portray Martin Gore, uh, keyboards, vocals, guitar, and uh, yeah. I'm James Evans in the Fletch, uh, emulating <laughs> Fletcher, who sadly is not with us anymore. Play keyboards, hand clap, bring the crowd up. That's me. Dance a hype man. That's right, hype man, like Flava Flav, <laughs> but the Depeche Mode version of Flava Flav. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, <laughs> question yeah. you know, I, I know you guys have a have a show tomorrow, and I'm so glad you guys can just take this moment to just be together. I know you're in Texas and you're getting ready for your. Uh, I think you're. Is that your first show in Texas? Oh no, we we uh, get a no for, for, for this tour. Big following. Well, I mean, we we perpetually tour every weekend, pretty much. Oh, we okay. Oh, okay. album cycle tour because we're not releasing albums so we literally were on tour you know about 50 weeks a year okay wow yeah that's great because i, I was i was looking at uh, your website depeche depeche if people want to check that out and i know there is um and julian was the one that told me this there's a difference between a tribute band and a cover band you guys want to just explain that a little bit so people understand what this whole concept is about Sure, uh, I, I guess it fall, falls to me. Okay. Um, uh, a, a tribute band is a type of cover band, but a cover band is not necessarily a tribute band, just like a German Shepherd is a type of dog, but not all dogs are German Shepherds. So it's a subset. Um, tribute bands are cover bands that emulate only one specific artist. Uh, Occasionally, there are sort of tribute concept bands that are, are really more conceptual cover bands that might focus on a, a very specific genre or subgenre even. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what we do is, you know, we're not just trying to as accurately as possible present the music of Depeche Mode. We're trying to present the look and feel of their show 
with the exact instruments they use, which is helpful in getting the exact sounds they use, um, costuming, uh, stage set production, we've even built stage set pieces that emulate some you know, famous visual looks from their past tours and things like that. So there, uh, a, a great example of that, I think, is the links that some tribute bands go to using a touchstone everybody's familiar with is, uh, you know, I, I'm aware of some musicians in a Beatles tribute band where the, the person playing Paul McCartney was an accomplished bassist, guitarist, and piano player, but learned to play the bass left-handed like McCartney did, even though he's a righty. He <laughs> learned to play it backwards. And uh, those are the sorts of things that tribute bands concern themselves with that cover bands don't have to. There are some very fine cover bands out there, uh, but they are not uh, trying to go as in-depth with all the visual touchstone and, and the illusion of a specific artist, even at a specific time in that artist's career and that sort of cohesion in all of the stage elements. So how did you guys form and when did you guys form? What, what was the, did you guys all like get together and just say, Hey, you know, we all like Depeche Mode. Right. Well, we, we live all over the country and we just meet in the middle wherever we're playing any given weekend. Um, I started the first iteration of what became this project in 2006 mm. and rotated out. Uh, I, I, was, I lived in Los Angeles at the time and just started getting Hollywood shows locally. It was, you know, very small, humble three piece at that point. And it just grew outward from there. And there was a point um, in 2010 where uh, we replaced a lead singer. And uh, the only thing uh, in terms of branding and all that, that uh, that former lead singer brought to that project was he named that project. And I, I wasn't in love with that name anyway, just because it was a longer name and hard to do anything with graphically. And so as we were changing out lead singers, I said, this is a good opportunity to rebrand it as something crisp, clear, and strange love uh, was my first choice. And I looked around and there weren't any other Depeche Mode tributes called the Strange Love internationally. So we went with that. And since then, um, We've been refining the lineup. Um, a lot of tribute bands exist in this realm between professional, meaning full-time profession, and just being weekend warriors and having the proverbial day job career at home. And so it, it's a good, comfortable place for a lot of tribute and cover bands to exist in where they can do nice and you know grow bigger audiences in locally or regionally without doing a lot of travel but stair stepping up from that requires a great deal of commitment to start traveling a lot more frequently in greater distances and growing audience in different markets and all of that and so we did that all through the 20 teens and uh, we're really hitting our stride. I think we, we finally coalesced into our current form. And, you know, I call our final perfect form, perfect lineup in uh, early 2018 when Leo joined. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you find him? Because his voice and his uh, aura kind of resonates a little, you know, very much so. 
Thank you. That makes us the experience, Ben. You know? Yeah. Just to explain <laughs> what Brent was saying. You can uh, you can elaborate on that story, I guess. Well, <laughs> I was, you know, to be honest, kind of like, you know, planting seeds on the internet a little bit with, you know, making my own piano vocal renditions of the songs in the style of Depeche Mode. I wasn't always, you know, specifically singing their songs. But then I decided to do um, some kind of like hidden Depeche Mode gems as songs like Shine, I Am You from Excite or something slow that is, you know, kind of like, like something that would be a good song to put on the piano. And uh, yeah, I put it out there. And that was the uh, signal to the universe. The universe was listening. Kind of it it reminds me you know i I think about like um journey right how they find uh, they found um arnel pineda in the internet you know singing out there and it's like oh you know and it's just amazing right how these things just just come just come together of course the professional community helped you know because they started like we know like reposting stuff and i had people joining my you know like facebook and instagram and yeah, some of them happen to be, you know, a very dear and close people to Brent and, you know, basically family. Yeah. Now, we we so. basically, not well, when I say we, it was actually um, Brent found I Am You, which was a one minute long snippet. Yeah, like I had those like 60 second songs, you know, 60 second covers as a format, you know. And I, I'd never heard the song before. It was a Depeche Mode song. I listened to it. Brent presented it when our old singer announced his hasty departure departure mode (laughs) (laughs) um brent brent played this to um james and i and the the minute the minute we saw the video because i mean he looks very much like dave in the video and i'd never heard the song before so it was like this magnificent introduction to this song in such different context so it was just it was a hands down he came for the audition um, for one one day, and it was it was no no doubt whatever. There was no need for another audition. For it was day. a coronation, really. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap it into current events, he, we, he put on um, what what was the song? Higher, higher, higher love. love. And we have video from the very first time we heard him sing that one, and it was just no no doubt whatever. It's just really good. So and oh. he's 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 turned out to be quite an all right fellow too. Thank yeah, we, we all get along like a house on fire. And which yeah, is everybody's diving out of the windows yeah. to escape the house on fire. Exactly. Yeah, that's a horrible analogy. It's, isn't horrible it? analogy. It's, like, it's like slept like a baby. So what? You uh you screamed for three hours and then filled your diaper. Right. Perfect, <laughs> that's not a restful sleep. We're a perfect dysfunctional family. Yeah. <laughs> and and you guys have been getting some really good reviews by by Martin Gore, right? Uh, Richard Blade and Terry Nunn, right? Yeah, I know. We're we're very fortunate. And now Larry Duck, Larry the Duck, yeah, yeah. Adam Lambert. Uh, very fortunate. Lori Majewski. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. people that see this, uh, you know, the, they they kind of mm-hmm. take it one of two ways. I think people can just take it at face value and enjoy it, or some people have a preconceived notion about what they think it's going to be or bring some bias to the, the concept of uh, seeing a tribute band to the tributes to the music of a, uh, an artist that they're a fan of. And there's sometimes some baggage attached to that, but 
we were very pleasantly surprised that within uh, the music industry, our peers within the music industry um, have been the most welcoming and understand, I think, probably better than just the average fan of any given group uh, what we're trying to do conceptually. And there's there's no weirdness or judgment around the, the construct of, mm. of what we're presenting. It's, they just focus on how well we present it and they have very kind things to say. So, yes. <laughs> because that was very important, you know, to us, you know, because we all been in our own projects and you know, doing our own music and stuff, you know, all of our lives. And that was kind yeah. of like, it was in the back, like, will our, you know, musician friends and people we look up to, not only they, you know, uh, were welcoming of that, they were the ones who actually came, you know, to support with their family and like really enjoy that, you know, yeah, like, like they were the ones, yeah, like, like they were the ones who actually asked if, you know, we could, you know, kind of like put them on the list, you know, we had, you know, yeah. we had like Scooter Ward of Cold, you know, we had Aaron Fink, Breaking Benjamin, you know, we have like Seven Dust guys, you know, yeah, we, we systematically have friends and, from, you know, influence. And you guys are all experienced musicians. You've been, uh, you've been doing this for a while now and, right? So uh, th that really helps a lot too. I know you guys are uh, going to be uh, going to different places in this coming few few months. I'm yeah, going to be returning to Australia. We went to Australia for the first time right before the pandemic, uh, December of 2019. Oh. And it was a fantastic tour. I, I, props to the promoter who brought us because he didn't know how it would be received. Um, but I think one thing that really helped us out was. Uh, you know, Australia is a commonwealth and sort of, you know, there, there's a strong relationship to UK and UK music and culture. And for whatever reason, probably economic is my guess, Depeche Mode hadn't performed in Australia themselves since, you know, the early 90s. It was literally 25 mm. years since they had performed in Australia or New Zealand. And yeah, here so too. <laughs> So, so for many people, it was their first time experiencing live or, you know, first time in decades they'd, they'd gotten to, you know, be in a room with this music, you know, rolling around the hall. And it was fantastic. I mean, really nice theaters, you know, a lot of people sold out, most of them. Wow. And, and it, it, they just welcomed us with open arms. And so it. It, and again, it, it exceeded expectation and was just a beautiful thing. That's, that's, and that's they were amazing. so enthusiastic about the music as we are. But of course, we're biased. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wants to get some a, a ticket to watch one of your shows, I know you're uh, tomorrow you'll be at, um, let's see, tomorrow's the 10th, right? You'll be in uh, Texas where you are right now. It's a... It's a, a nice resort on a lake in a town called Grapevine in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And, uh, and the venue's Glass Cactus. And uh, tickets to that, as well as every other show, are on our website, DepecheTribute.com, um, with our calendar there that we, you know, is trying to keep updated. I mean, we have several more shows that are listed there, but some of them are so far out in the future that they're not publicly announced or tickets aren't on sale yet. So... Uh, you know, we've yeah. got personal calendars, but it's it's not announced to the public. Yeah, that's great. So 
September 10th is going to be in Grapevine, Texas. September 17th, Denver, Colorado. And then uh, Irvine, Texas, October 7th. And then the 21st is Redondo Beach, California. And then you'll be in Cincinnati. Is that right? November 4th? Um, uh, it's not, I can't remember. November, she's probably not, yeah, it, it's not Cincinnati. It's something else. Um, Nor, uh, where's Wall, Street, Wall Street Theater. Yes, in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Okay, Connecticut. Connecticut and then the next day, um, a town in Long Island, Pechogue, New York. Oh, okay. And then um, where I'll be seeing you guys, I'll be I'll be in Australia actually in the same time. So I will Great. be at the at the Melbourne um, November eleventh in the um, what is the name of that club? It's a number, isn't it? It's a number or something like that. I remember the name oh, of the club. That's the one in Perth, uh, Triffitt. I can't remember. I, I heard it's a really um, it's been around a long time. That the club that you guys would be playing at in, in the Mel Melbourne. Yeah, it, I do know that it's a different place than we played the last time. But the, the place we played last time was really nice. Well, ho hopefully. Do you know who Jane Gazzo is, Anne? No. She's a, she's Triple J DJ, a friend of mine from London. She, uh, hopefully she'll come. I'll introduce you because being DJs. Oh, yeah. all, uh, all right. Yeah, um, she's going to be coming too? I hope so. Yeah, she's she oh, tried okay. to come to the last one, but she had, couldn't find a babysitter. So In Melbourne. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. had... We had one really quick in and out with Melbourne, and I know lots of people in Melbourne. It's quite a pity. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I heard that's a, that club has been around. That's like it was a legendary club uh, for many years. The one that you're playing at, if I just remember the name, I'm looking at my uh, my email. <laughs> um, I just can't remember the name right now. But anyway, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. November 11th. If anybody's watching from Melbourne, you can get your tickets um, by going on depeshtribute.com as well as you'll be going to Perth, Australia as well, and uh, Sydney, Sydney, Adelaide, Perth mode. Uh, yes, Adelaide, at the Gov, and Brisbane. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The, 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 the usual suspects in the touring. <laughs> yeah, bigger, so, bigger city. So if, if, if somebody wants to come to the show, what can they expect? I mean, just just tell us literally, like, what it was. I know you're going to have some visuals, some amazing... <laughs> Sorry. Yes, uh, de definitely Depeche Mode songs. Uh, we, especially in contexts like this, where it's a place where we know we are being introduced to people, seeing our show for the first time, or at the most, for for most of those people, you know, the second time at, at the very most, we mm -hmm. try to include, you know, a the bulk of their big hits from their catalog. Although we do even at every show, we do stick some fun Easter eggs in there for <laughs> diehard fans. Um, and that's just to keep ourselves, you know, uh, on point and keep the saw sharp, so to speak. Well, the, the last tour in, in Australia and New Zealand was actually a violator tour. We did, we did the whole of oh, the yeah. yeah, presented that album front to back, plus all of the B sides. And then another second set of hits that were hits not on Violator. Oh, yeah. But this one will be kind of a greatest hits, plus um, some songs that we know that within the Depeche Mode fan community really resonate well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, that would be uh, coming up. Um, looking forward to it, actually. Um, now that I met you guys, 
I'm even more excited. <laughs> I, if, you I'm really totally requests, excited. if you have any requests, if you have any requests, please. Oh, okay. I, I was going to ask you. So what, what are your top five favorite songs by Depeche Mode that people like to hear when you perform? We just posted that on our Facebook, actually, and we, we were very surprised by the deluge of responses. Shape the Disease is, is a very, very popular one. Obviously, Enjoy the Silence, Personal Jesus are, are ones that we really like. Um, Halo is high up on that list. Yes, Never Let Me Down. So there you go. There's five. If, if we went on, we could go on. I mean, it's a lie to me and, you know, is in there a lot and all these different songs. But those are the, probably the top five. So... We we generally do the bulk of those. Blasphemous rumors comes up a lot too. Yes, and we have a great problem, as do, um, you know, certain. A lot of tribute bands, the, the artists they're tributing, they have enough hits where they'll fill a typical set length. But mm-hmm. Depeche Mode have so many hits. It's it's like being in a tribute to the Rolling Stones or the Beatles, for example, or Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. or something you know more classic rock oriented, because there are so many must play songs to represent their whole body of work. And even when we do, we we like to play long sets. Um, oh, but when we when we play even two hours, we're leaving out a good hour plus of you know top. 40 charting hit material because Depeche Mode have such a huge body of hit songs. So because there are so many fan favorites on Songs of Fed and Devotion, you know, one. It's just basically every song. You know, the same mm-hmm. goes for Black Celebration, Music for the Masses and Violator. Yeah. And Violator and Ultra too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just kind of like, you know, and they're all kind of like you almost like kind of like immersing into different experiences and 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 image wise they're also all different you know and yeah. you know like emotionally and uh like energy is also different behind them and we try to kind of you know span the whole lot yes yeah. and and when when our drummer chris is with us it's it's a completely different energy and focus on songs you know from that era that's you know more modern than a lot of the earlier hit material and 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 so that that you know that that transforms the show into another thing as well for the bigger shows he will come on sort of halfway through the set <clears throat> and will represent the later Depeche Mode where they brought drums in and it really it really sort of ramps the energy level up at that point because obviously you've got a new thing in it's a novelty and mm-hmm. um, what's your favorite Depeche Mode song what would you request uh let's see I have a lot myself I like the ones you mentioned already but I like um I like the Black Celebration albums. Anything there? I mean, I like that. You know, I like, uh, um, yeah, maybe, uh, n- but not tonight. Or um, uh, yeah. I gotta think. You know, there's so many. Fly on the windscreen. That's a great. One. Yeah, I like that too. I like uh, Black Celebration. You know, I love that. It's just, it's so it's so goth. You know. We're gonna put it <laughs> in for you. I like flies in the windscreen too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, that's my that's my favorite album. I guess. It's a brilliant album. It is. Yeah. It, it's just such a moody it's like wow it's just like i know i like i like it moody i just like just like i like the pornography by the cure you know to me that's my favorite album by the cure pornography yeah so i like the i like the dark depressing ones whose favorite is that julian <laughs> that's why i did julian and i got a connection you know julian yeah he's cool 
<laughs> well, you guys, you know, I'm I'm so so congratulations on that. I consider this a tour. That's why I'm saying it's a tour because you're going to Australia. You're actually like going to another continent, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you're flying somewhere, and uh, that's what I, you know, I, I saw it that way, and I'm really looking forward to the show. Now the tickets are still available. If anybody wants to check you check out the where where you guys be playing, you always update that, right? Yeah. Bepeshtribute.com. Yes. And then there's a, it's a really updated. I mean, there's so many information here. You can watch their videos. You can see yeah, their we're on all social media platforms too. Um, yeah. a, a TikTok channel for grandkids of our fans. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, but all the usual ones. Twitter, VK. Oh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you also got that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, and um. Um and, and of course tickets are available. Oh, the name of the the name of the um the co- the concert hall in Melbourne is called 170 Russell. That's it. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. Same place. Yeah. Is it the same place we mm-hmm. played Yeah, we sold out last year, last time. Oh, oh, you guys played there? Yeah, we sold it out. Oh, okay. Wow, that's great. I remember they had the LED panels on the ceiling, not just in the back of the stage. That was cool. Yeah, it is a really cool venue. It's it's a difficult one to load into, if I remember. It's like long. Yes. Stairway. Always. Yeah, and such. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it must be nice. I've never been there. I'm looking forward to it. Have you been to Australia before? Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for um, anything else you want to mention about the show coming up that you want to let any listeners know? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Come and follow us on our socials. Come and follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and all that stuff. We we post. Yeah, uh, for people who follow us on when you first sign on to our website, there's a uh, a place to enter your email for a newsletter, which we don't spam people with a lot of stuff. But we're trying to do some interesting content there, like acoustic versions of lesser known songs or things like that, or little interview mm-hmm. about you know favorite albums growing up or whatever it is just you know oh, okay. things that just delve a little bit deeper so we're, we're trying to get as many people as we can to sign up to that and not be dependent on any social media platforms since those things change every month and it's hard to keep up yeah the other song i like is useless Use- useless you yeah I'll, I'll i'll think of something and i'll, I'll email uh, julian <laughs> Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I like everything you mentioned. So every, I like any song. I like, I like all of their songs. I, they, they came to, they were here in Hawaii back in the, in the late eighties, early nineties. And that's the very last time they were here. So, yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we need to, to fix come. that. <laughs> we love to come to be that poor substitute. That's right. I know. Yeah. You guys need to come here. Yeah. We would love nothing more. If you have any suggestions, yes, we'd love to listen to them. I've made a few attempts, but all have come up empty. So we'd, we'd love to explore. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys about that. Okay. Great. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you all for joining me and uh, good luck with your show tomorrow. And uh, I'll see you guys in uh, Australia. Great. Right, Looking awesome. forward. Thank you. Okay. Let me just, let me log, the, let me log off and uh, uh, log this off. Okay. Thank you guys. Thank you.